Well, good morning, my wonderful friends. This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it's going to be the end of April, April 28th to be exact. This year is flying by, you guys. I was just thinking about that. Like, wow, we are already four months done into 2021. And so uh, anyway, you guys, today I just want to be talking to you about hearing God's voice. This is going to be the last episode before we jump into Revelation revamp. Um, and there's a lot to talk about with this, you guys. So I'm probably going to sound like I'm all I'm like I'm all over the place, but I'm just going to pray that the Lord will help me, <clears throat> excuse me, straighten this out and encourage you guys and just give you some more insight and in how to hear God's voice because um you know, for me I guess I've kind of always instinctively known it, but I've never really talked to anybody who was able to just like tell me with words, you know, um and help me understand in that way. A lot of people would say like it feels like a conviction or, you know, they, they go by feeling, you know, and the only thing about that is um, sometimes our emotions and our feelings get in the way of hearing God's voice. Um, and so, um, you know, and, and we could probably do another podcast about that just in terms of, you know, the whole idea of a conviction, right? Because um, usually when people talk about conviction, it's used in like um a negative way like when you're convicted in a court of a crime right i felt a conviction like oh i shouldn't be doing this but um you know maybe we could do another podcast talking about that just from another perspective you know but anyway we're gonna be talking about how to hear god's voice but before we get into it you guys let's go ahead and pray and then uh, let's talk about how to hear god's voice so lord jesus thank you for this day thank you lord that your mercies renew every morning that you're here with us lord that there is not a moment in each day that you are not available to us, Lord, that your your presence will be with us until the very end, Lord. Your, your spirit in us is a deposit guaranteeing, Lord, what is to come, the promises that you made, the things that you've said that will come to pass, Lord, your faithfulness, God, your love, your provisions, your everything, Lord, that you are is locked up inside of us, Lord. So I just pray that you will give us understanding, God, so we can tap into the resources that are already within us, God, because of you being inside of us. Lord, let us get so good at hearing your voice above all the other noise inside of us, God. Our own emotions at times, our own understanding, our own perceptions, all these other things, Lord. The enemy comes and tries to discourage us and uses the things that we see and tries to manipulate us. And a lot of times we fall for it, Lord, or other people's voices and understandings or what they think about you. Lord, let our relationship with you be determined on what you say in the things in the context of our life, Lord. Let us get good at hearing you and seeing you in our lives and uh, just following your voice, Lord. You say that your sheep know your voice. So let us know your voice greater and greater each and every day. And just have the peace that comes with that, Lord. You're a good shepherd. You lead us into green pastures. You take care of us, God. Um, You know, you fight off our enemies, Lord. There's a lot of things that you do. So help us, Lord, to remember that you are a shepherd. We're your sheep, Lord. We hear your voice and you have good plans for us, Lord. So I just pray that today as I talk about this, God, it'll give some people greater insight into how to hear your voice in their life, that I will continue to hear your voice, live by your words, Lord. Give us all just understanding and insight, Lord, on how to hear it and just walk by it, Lord, live by your words. So we love, Lord, we love you. We thank you so much for being in our lives and being present. Thank you for your Holy Spirit and just everything that um, you've given to us through that, Lord. So we love you, Jesus. We thank you. And we just pray all these things in your holy name. Amen. Yeah, you guys, yesterday I was, you know, just spending some time with the Lord and um, I was reading some scriptures. Gosh, where were they? 
but anyway, the whole idea of power, you know, um, that your faith would uh, rest on um, God's power and not man's wisdom or something. And I was just meditating on that. So maybe one of these days, you guys, I can do a podcast talking about power. And, uh, you know, it encouraged me and I'm sure it would encourage you guys. But let's get into this thing. So this morning, as I was just kind of sitting there, I was talking to the Lord about some different things that I've been going through. I started reading um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I've listened to the audiobook, not the whole thing, but I finally just broke down and bought the book because I'm definitely at home more than I'm in my car these days, you know, you know, going everywhere. So uh, I'm going to, I'm in the process of reading that book. And so there were some things in there that was, you know, challenging me. And I was talking to the Lord about it and just kind of working some things out in my life. And as I was thinking about this podcast, because it's Wednesday, you know, I was like, you know, Lord, what, what could I talk about? You know, hearing your voice and, and just kind of meditating on that. And so that scripture popped in my mind and it was, it, this is in Psalm 145, 18, you guys. And there's a lot of scriptures we're going to go through today, but uh, we're going to start here. It says, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. So how do you hear God's voice, right? I mean, what's going to be the first step? Cause it's a process. You know, it says, draw near to him and he'll draw near to you. Seek the Lord with all your heart. All right. We, how can I say this, you guys? The very fact that you even have a desire to know God or pursue him is evidence of him pursuing you. Especially if you're a human being and you've experienced shame, condemnation, fear, all those things. The fact that you still want to know God or you are curious about God or, you know, kind of that's in your mind is evidence right there that he's trying to get your attention right but you know that's the thing we have to realize is you know we have free will and the lord wants us to take the initiative does that make sense he's already pursuing us but you have to respond to that you know you have to respond to him pursuing you it's like when adam and eve were in the garden they ran away and then they were hiding and then the lord came and found them when you're stuck in your shame the Lord's going to come and find you, you know? And how do you know that? Well, do you ever have thoughts about God in your mind? Do you ever think about, you know, who he is? What plans does he have? You know, that that is evidence right there, you know, that he's, he's drawing him to you. But a lot of times we don't recognize that because we're not taught these things. The church doesn't teach us these things. The church never taught me any of this stuff, you guys. I've been on my own, you know, for the last six years, uh, you know, on this healing journey the Lord's led me on. And and really just learning how to stand on my own two feet in Christ. And so, uh, you know, but this is not, this is not mainstream stuff. You know, um, if anything, uh, you know, we won't get into that. You guys, that's going to be a whole nother conversation. I'm just going to stop right there. Cause I could lead this down another road. So hearing God's voice, step one, right? Call on him in truth. Okay. It talks about that. The Lord is near to all who call on him to all who call on him in truth. Now, So number one, you have to call on him. You have to seek him. Just if you are thinking about him, that means he's already seeking you. So you have to be like, oh, hey, I hear you, Lord. Right? He's calling. But are you responding to the call? You respond to the call by acknowledging that you have a desire to know God. It's very simple. It's not complex. It's that simple. If you have a desire to know God, he is calling you and you have to respond back and say, oh, hey, Lord, I I don't know you, but I want to know you, you know? So 
to all who, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Now, I thought that was interesting. What is truth? You guys, there are so many crazy definitions out there of what truth is. Um, truth is relative to you. That's true in a certain context as far as the experiences that you've had. But guess what? The conclusions that you've come to about certain experiences that have developed your perception are not always reality. And they may be reality for you in terms of you've had that experience, but sometimes the way that the lens that you build is not always the right lens for maybe the progress you're trying to make in your life or the changes you're trying to make or the, the positive things you're trying to do. A lot of times we try to move forward with the same old lenses, but you got to change your vision at times in order to, to make progress. But anyway, truth, truth is reality. You have the reality of your life and then you have the reality of God right now. How do we get to know God? Obviously number one, because here's the thing, right? Everybody says, Oh, you get to know him through the Bible. Not everybody in the world has a Bible, but everybody in the world has a desire to know God. That's in every human heart. You know, people want to know more than, Oh, am I, you know, how did I get here? That kind of stuff. Right? So, um, you have the truth of, of God and then you have the truth of your life. And then as you pursue God and get to know him, he teaches you how to reconcile the truth of your life with the truth of him. Because as we know, it says that his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Um, you know, the Lord is completely different than we are. And we have to be able to reconcile the fact that some of the perceptions that we have of, of our life and of him um, don't allow us to see God for who he truly is. You know, sometimes a lot of people have a lot of bad perceptions about God, you know, based upon the experiences that they had and not the truth of the experiences they've had with God. You know, a lot of times people don't have a relationship with God, but they come into their relationship with God with, you know, kind of expectations or or opinions that aren't even relative to that relationship. They all came from, you know, basically doing life and what, other, what you've heard from other people. And then you take that in and you think that God is what you think he is but as you know you as you grow you'll realize that he is not um anything that the world says or or even that you think at times um you know he's more than that he's greater and so anyway you know calling him in truth the the truth of do you need what he's come to give you right and that's what's really really important you see it over and over again how jesus would always talk about how he's come to save us right? I didn't come to condemn the world, but to save. Well, a lot of people struggle with that, especially the religious community. You know, um, they want you to, you know, how can you say this? How could I say this? God has expectations. You need to follow them. You need to do what he says. You need to follow the law and all these kinds of things, right? But even the Pharisees were supposedly following the law, but they didn't know the heart of God. You know, and so we have to be vulnerable enough with God to realize that we can't even keep the law. We can't even do all these things that are placed upon us by other humans, you know, in their understanding. We have to, it all comes down to, do you need what he's come to give? Do you need to be saved? Do you need forgiveness? Do you need love? Do you need compassion? Do you need mercy? Do you need justice? Do you need everything that Christ offers? that is super important and that's part of calling him calling on him in truth can you recognize the truth of your life where you need the things he's come to give 
right? He's come to give good things. He's come to save. He's come to restore. He's come to give you an abundance. He's come to do a lot of good things, but you have to recognize those opposite things in your life where you have stealing, killing, destroying, you know, the truth of your own um, ignorance at times and how that misleads you. God says uh, his people die for lack of knowledge. All right. How your lack of knowledge and of him and even just practical things in this world has uh, gotten you nowhere at times, right? You're not, you get frustrated. You're not making progress, you know, and a lot of times that's from our lack of knowledge, you know, lack of vision. The Lord talks about people perish for lack of vision. How many people have a vision for their life anymore and and where they want to go and where they're headed? You know, um, most people just live kind of day to day, right? With no like main end goal, you know, just kind of survival. But anyway, um, where was I going with that? I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Yeah. Can we recognize what he's come to give? Can you reconcile? Can you recognize the opposites in your own life, right? If he's come to give you the fruit of the spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Can you recognize where you don't have love? You don't have peace. You don't have patience, right? Where you have impatience, where you have hatred, where you have fear, shame, condemnation, you know, and that's, that's going to be very important that you recognize where you have those things in your life so you can receive what he's come to give. All right. And then asking God, right? You know, are you comfortable with asking? You know, I, I remember, um, wasn't that long ago. Um, I was frustrated with that a little bit, you know, like, Lord, why do I have to ask you for everything? You know, why can't you just give me this thing? You know, why can't you just give me money, Lord? Then I won't always have to ask for it. (laughs) You know, pretty immature of me, but, uh, you know, feeling like a, like, sometimes I feel like a really impatient kid you know, about certain things. And I've been asking the Lord to help me with that too, just having the patience. Cause I do value growth, but sometimes I forget the patience and the encouragement and um, the things that go with valuing growth. I don't always have those other things that I need in my life for myself to, you know, be able to grow in, in areas of my life that I don't want to grow. But anyway, where was I going with that, you guys? Um, ask, you know, asking God, he says, asking you will receive, seeking you will knock, you know, knock and the door will be open. Um, you know, are, are, are you able to just to ask him for anything and everything? And sometimes like even this morning when I was talking to the Lord, it can seem humiliating when you acknowledge, you know, these things I was just talking about, right? You acknowledge your needs, you acknowledge your, um, your, uh, ways of looking at things that don't serve you even though sometimes you think that the way you are looking at it is good but then you know you're not looking at it good right I don't know how to put that into words but how humbling it is when you're like okay Lord you know I'm not looking at the situation right you know I'm not I don't have peace I don't have joy about it I feel frustrated you know acknowledging those those different things and then asking the Lord to, to help you um Think about it differently. See it from another perspective. Help you to understand yourself, right? So what else do I have for you guys? So, okay, here's the other thing that I think is really important in terms of hearing God's voice. So let, let me summarize this really quick. Okay, if you want to hear God's voice, you have to call on him in truth, okay? You have to acknowledge what you need. You need to ask, okay? And, oh, one more scripture I forgot to mention you guys was in Romans 3. And I think this is important too. Um, so let me see if I can find it really quick. You guys, let me read it. I was going to write the scripture down, but I didn't. I just referenced it. Okay. Romans three, four, 
it says, okay, what if some were unfaithful? Will their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithfulness? That's a podcast. Not at all. Let God be true and every human being a liar. I love that. Do you guys know that people's unfaithfulness to God or their experiences with God that leave them jaded and frustrated don't determine who God is going to be to you? What a relief, right? Think about all the times people look back at history and and they base who God is off of how other people were being or treated or, you know, whatever they think. And there's just so much that we just don't know, right? I think sometimes it's just good to humble ourselves and be like, you know what? I don't know why so-and-so did that or why they went through that. That's none of our business. Our business is to understand God in the context of our life, right? The truth of our lives and needing the truth of him in us and him bringing liberty and freedom and healing into our lives and realizing that he's not going to change who he is based upon someone else's relationship with him and how you perceive it even you know especially if it's negative oh they were unfaithful so therefore you make conclusions about god because of human humans being unfaithful well humans are always going to be unfaithful we're not god and we don't have all knowledge we get jaded we get hurt put walls up right i mean we are so vulnerable you guys but uh let god be true and every human being a liar so um let god be true and let you realize that you don't always see things the way that they are period right let man let every human being a liar that would be including ourselves right and and we don't intentionally become liars right but what i mean is um sometimes the way that we see things is a lie right because we get manipulated by our circumstances and the enemy tricks us and we get deceived. So therefore we believe lies and therefore, you know, we can lie. Hold on, you guys. Yes, Leah. Hey, I'm on my, my podcast. You need to go out for a little bit. Okay. I'm almost done. I'm sorry, you guys, my daughter's in here talking to me right now. I'm really just doing this in my real life and, uh, she's distracting me. Hold on really quick. Hey, you need to go out, please. Mom's recording. I'll see you in a little bit. Okay. I'm almost done. Okay. Say yes, mom. All right. Thank you. Shut that door. I totally should have locked the office door. I forgot to do that. Okay. So let God be true and every man a liar, recognizing that apart from God, we're going to be liars, right? Because the way that we see things is not always true. And so, and you know, that's important. Oh, and the other thing is, you know, do you have the Holy Spirit? All right. Are you letting God know you so you can know him? So if you want to hear his voice, you have to call on him in truth, knowledge what you need, ask and have the Holy Spirit. Okay. This is like a package deal. You guys, there's a lot of things that come into play with hearing God's voice. All right. Um, do you have the Holy Spirit? Are you letting God know you so you can know him? All right. It's, and I think it's first Corinthians. I can't remember what chapter it is. It's either chapter one or chapter two, but it talks about how no one knows the thoughts. I think it's second Corinthians. I'm almost there. You guys, I'm seeing if that's it. So you guys can read it and, um, you know, ask the Lord to give you some insight. Um, I think is it two, is it three, but in one of these chapters, you guys, I thought it was first Corinthians. I, I thought I had it underlined, but it just talks about somewhere in Corinthians. It talks about how no one knows the thoughts of a man except for the spirit of that man. So you cannot discern 
the thoughts of God unless you have the spirit of God. Just like you don't know the thoughts of another person unless you have the spirit of that person. Okay? So, uh, yeah, this is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. All right? So, this, the let me see here. Sorry, you guys. Um, I was trying to find that scripture. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but of the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. Right? So, and that's why it's important to have the Holy Spirit, especially if you're going to read the Bible. You can read the Bible and you could think you know God just by reading the Bible, but if you don't have the Spirit of God in you to help you understand what He's trying to say, you're going to interpret it wrong. That's why communication is so important, right? Even if you're talking to somebody else, if you don't ask questions like, what what did you mean by that? You can come to your own conclusions based upon the experiences you've had and be completely off base. We do that with other human beings all the time, right? You have a conflict with somebody, you think you know what they're thinking, and unless you humble yourself and ask what they meant, right? And then they can tell you, you know, no, that's not what I meant. Have you, have you ever had a conversation with somebody and then they, they, you know, they say something and you're like, whoa, that's not what I meant, you know? And, and then you have to kind of go back and give them more information. It's the same thing here. You're going to read God's word, but it doesn't mean that you're going to interpret it the way he wants you to. So we need to have the spirit of God so we can understand, again, like it says, what God has really given to us. And again, what is the spirit? You guys have talked about this many, many times. The spirit, your spirit and God's spirit is our thoughts, our emotions, and our wills, right? So you have to have the thoughts, the emotions, and the will of God in your life. God gave you emotions. Does God have emotions? Yes, he does. Look what happened with Jesus Christ when he was here. He felt sorrow. He felt joy. He felt, he wept. There, He felt everything human. God gave us emotions as indicators. A lot of people in the Christian community have a real bad rap about emotions, but I think it's because they don't understand the function of them, right? Emotions are signals, they're indicators. Sometimes our emotions are all over the place and that's because our thoughts are all over the place. Sometimes we just, you know, look at something and see something and come to conclusions about it. And you know, that gets us in one feeling one way and and all kind of disgruntled, but then sometimes you can look and see something and that can feel, you know, you can come to the right conclusions about it or whatever and feel peace. Or maybe not. Sometimes people come to the wrong, people have peace. And um, how can I say that? I, I guess I was thinking of people who get stuck in addiction, right? That, oh, I have peace because I, you know, doing this thing or whatever, you know, they have a bad habit and uh, they think they have peace because of how they feel, right? But that's a whole nother thing, you guys. I want to get into that right now. So anyway... The point is, is you don't know the thoughts of God unless you have the spirit of God in you. And, you know, you can know his thoughts by reading his word, but then having his spirit. So you, you can ask him, well, help me understand this. Have you guys ever read something and you're like, I don't know what this means. Ask the one who, who, uh, you know, who inspired it, you know, um, what does it say that people wrote this down who were inspired by the spirit of God and they wrote it down. So, you know, we can read through this and, and get a pretty good idea, you know, of how the Lord would talk to people and work through situations. But we have to realize that that same God who had all these people write this out for us is the same one he wants to work in our life. You know, one thing about God is he worked in the context of all these people's lives, you know, continually. And so 
he's still the same God today. He's going to work with you in your life, talk to you in the context of your life. Um, and we have to realize that, you know, like I said, he's going to do that with us just like he did for all the other people that we read about. And you were like, oh, wow, they're so great. He wants to talk to you just like he's talking to them. The whole point of reading the Bible is not to emulate and imitate people in there, but to find out who God is, right? How did he deal with people? What, you know, what is God like? What does he hate? What does he want, right? And then you kind of get an idea and then you start, you start looking at your own life saying, okay, Lord, you know, how do I get to know you and please you that way? You know, I want to have a relationship with you. When you want to know somebody and have a good relationship with them, you're going to want to know them and figure out, you know, what kind of boundaries they have in place. Who are, who is this person? How do I, you know, kind of get close to them? What do they, what is needed in this relationship in order to make it work? And we find that out when we read the word of God. But again, um, you need him to help you understand it in the way that he intends for us to understand, not the way that other people have told you how to understand it or even your own conclusions of it. Because again, sometimes our own conclusions, um, you know, leave us delusioned and they don't always empower us. You know, if you have come to the different conclusions that God isn't faithful or, you know, you're going to be stuck and miserable, that is not what God intends. And so therefore you have to realize that you've got to, you know, go back to really the foundation of it, right. And, and call on him in truth and, and, uh, ask him to, to help you understand, um, what you're understanding in a different way. So you can, you know, see the Lord, um, and who he is. Sorry guys, I'm getting distracted. My kids are out there. I'm not sure what's going on. Okay. So, um, let me see what else did I want to share with you guys? All right. Um, Psalm 34, four through five. This was kind of interesting. And, uh, I should have brought this up on the podcast. I did talking about being radiant, but I wanted to bring it up again because it kind of ties in a little bit. So Psalm 34, four through five, I sought the Lord and he answered me. Okay. Semicolon. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. That is amazing. So number one, he sought the Lord and God answered him, right? So that goes back to hearing God. How do you hear his voice? You seek him out. You call on him in truth. Then he's going to answer you. How's he going to do that? He's going to deliver you from all your fears, right? And that's, that's the amazing thing is being able, it says the kingdom of heaven is within, all right? Do you recognize the different burdens and the things that you carry that still kill and destroy you? And as you acknowledge those things before God, as you seek him, as you ask him to deliver you, can you see where you have more peace and joy in your life that you didn't have before? Even in the presence of those things, maybe still being in your life, right? Um, circumstances don't always change very quickly, but the way you look at it can. Um, and that can bring that can bring life to you just by thinking about something differently. And the Lord gives us the ability to do that. Um, and this was interesting. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Um, are you covered with shame and you say you're a Christian, right? It says their faces are never covered with shame. You know, are you trying to cover yourself in your relationship with the Lord full of shame, full of shame like, like Adam did in the beginning, right? You know, it says their faces are never covered with shame. We can live unveiled now. But uh, anyway, let me move on here, you guys. I'm running out of time. So where did that shame come from? Whose rules are governing your life? Whose expectations? Okay. And uh, there was another scripture, you guys, that I was looking at this morning in Matthew 11. And Jesus was talking to the people. And he goes, you know, when you come out here to see John the Baptist, what did you come to see? A reed swaying in the wind? You know, did, 
what what did you come to see you know he kept asking him that question and he goes no you came to see a prophet and he goes yeah you're right and um and then he said something to the effect of like if you can accept um let me see if i can find it really quick you guys i've only got a couple minutes but i might be able to before this podcast cut cuts off so you go over here to matthew 11 and he goes you know um hold on where'd it go i thought it was 11 yeah I just, oh, where did it go? I thought that was it. Okay. Okay, here we go. Sorry, you guys. Yeah, it's verse seven. What did you go out to, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, more than a prophet. This is the one about whom is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than, the, than John the Baptist, semicolon, yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And then, um, uh, okay, and then it goes down, and it goes, and if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. Whoever has ears, let him hear. He goes, if you're willing to accept it. I thought that was so interesting. Part of hearing God's voice has to do with what you accept, you know, or do you accept his words just plainly, right? What he says is, is to you, do you read them? And if he says something, do you accept it fully hundred percent? And if not, that's okay. Right. We, we got to go back to calling on him in truth because the truth is you, I, I don't always accept what he said. Sometimes I have to say, Lord, help me overcome my unbelief. Have you guys ever had to do that? Have you guys ever had to acknowledge in your own heart where you know you've fallen short before the lord like you've read his word and then you're like wow i i don't see it that way lord you know but realizing that he's come to save you from thinking like that because the way you think about god will determine the quality of your life you guys i'm gonna stop and jump on one more episode hold on a second all right you guys i am back sorry about that this is a super long episode. It's all over the place, it feels like. But, um, you know, I just think it's important. How do you hear, right? How you hear determines what you are expecting to see, right? So, again, how are you hearing? How are you seeing things? Um, I'm trying to remember where I left off here. My daughter walked back in here, you guys. I like, locked the door for a minute because she comes in. And she just likes to walk around and be here. But she distracts me so much when I'm on the podcast. I'm like, it's Wednesday, honey. I'm almost done. So, um okay he says and if you are willing to accept it right he's the elijah who was to come so again he puts it back in our court if you're willing to accept right so are you willing to accept his words are you willing to um are you willing to accept that you need to change at times are you willing to accept the fact that the way you see things isn't always reality right um and we know that you guys like i said again that's why there's conflict a lot of times even in relationships because we think we see it one way and our way is right and the other person is like no that's not what it is and you know sometimes that happens when there's no trust in the relationship right you're not going to listen to somebody you don't trust and that's important right you you, sh you should definitely get the trust established but facts are facts too right i mean there is a, a certain reality that has to be acknowledged and the reality is we're not all knowing period 
And, you know, it's, it has nothing to do with whether what you think about that person is right. It's just the foundation of, I don't know everything that I think I know, right? And so, you guys, I just want to talk to you about that, hearing God's voice. So how do you hear his voice? You know, you call on him in truth. You, you acknowledge what you need. You ask, all right? You seek. And, um, you know, you... What's the other thing I was just going to add to this? It just popped in my mind that I had forgotten about earlier. I cannot remember what it was. That's going to drive me insane. Um, oh, that's what it was. And I've talked about this before, but I'm going to bring it up one last time. And I'm sure I will again. Anyway, when you come to the Lord and you are, you know, talking to him all about all these things, part of hearing his voice is the aha moment that you have that perspective shift that you had, right? All of a sudden you were thinking about it one way and you're feeling a certain way. And then, but then at the same time, you're talking to the Lord about it, right? You have the Holy Spirit. You are seeking him in truth. You're acknowledging where you're at. You're acknowledging what you need. You're asking, you know, you're working through this process. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get another way of looking at something, right? And you're like, oh, wow, Lord, I never thought about it like that. Those aha moments are part of the spirit working in us, right? God's giving us new thoughts about something. That's part of the spirit working in us. We have thoughts and God has thoughts. And when we tell God our thoughts and we ask him to give us new thoughts, he does, you know? Um, And so being able to recognize when you have a new thought in your life that leads to life, you know, peace, joy, um, the fruit of the spirit, the fruit, the result of thinking like God will result in love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. When you start to pay attention to those things, you know, um, you realize how much the Lord does speak to you. And you're going to be amazed, honestly. A lot of times people are like, oh, God doesn't talk to me. Yes, he does. Have you ever, you know, um, if you are a Christian and you are seeking him and you do have the spirit, have you ever been thinking one way and then all of a sudden you think about it differently or a different perspective comes and you're like, wow, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I feel healthier now. I'm feeling much better about that. That's the Lord, you know? And that's why it's really, really important to to appreciate other people that God puts in our, our lives, other perspectives, you know, um, people that we trust, reading reading other books, you know, and like I said, just talking to the Lord, that's foundational. Just talk to him about it first, you know, get up in the morning, spend some time with him, pour your heart out to God, write your thoughts down, get a journal, get a notebook, get something, put these things on paper. And then as you go about the day, just start paying attention to the different things that you're listening to or you know, the things that, that come across your mind, you know, the Lord is always, he's here, right? I mean, just look outside, you know, I mean, there's evidence of God every single day. And so, um, you know, we just have to be seeking him, right? It always, it always goes back to that. So anyway, you guys, I better get off this podcast. My younger one beating on the door again, but you guys, you know, that's been my experience about hearing God's voice. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. I hope it was helpful. If it was all over the place, I apologize. It definitely felt like it was, but go back, check out those scriptures. Um, and uh, I hope it blessed you today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe, share the podcast on all the major platforms. If you can, give me a review on iTunes, Google, those different things. It does help the podcast out. I realized I can't share. I need to find something else. Um, I messaged uh, somebody yesterday, another gal that does podcasts, and she was telling me about an app I can use again. I kind of, I, I got the app before, but I forgot about it. And uh, so I can sh- start sharing the podcast again on Instagram stories. I used to be able to do it straight from Spotify, but now it's not letting me share it. So now it seems like it's going to be even harder 
to share my podcast. So if you guys, you know, can help me out, at least keep listening, share it, share it with your friends if this is blessing you guys. So anyway, thanks for listening today, you guys. Hope you have an awesome rest of the week and I will see you next time. Thank you.